Dale's Petcast. They provide unconditional love, unlimited companionship, and unquestionable support. We're talking about your pets. Useful information for you to better care for and understand your pet. This is Steve Dale's Petcast, brought to you by MerrickPetCare.com. Hello, hello, purrs to all of you. This is the Steve Dale Petcast, brought to you by WGN Radio, as well as Merrick Pet Care. I know Merrick Pet Care. I know myself personally, a huge supporter of the American Association of Feline Practitioners. So they're the ones that come out with what are called guidelines for veterinarians for many years. And now not only written for veterinarians, but for all of you cat parents. So there are technical guidelines that go on for pages. There is a free, that's my favorite word, I think, free version that's available for anyone. Certainly, no problem. Just simply go to catvets.com. These guidelines, the ones I'm talking about, are called Senior Cats Have Special Needs. Indeed, they do. The chair of the Guidelines Committee for the American Association of Feline Practitioners and the co-chair for these guidelines, Dr. Hazel Carney. Hello, Dr. Carney. Hello, Steve. Now, I believe one could say, and I'm about to tee one up for you here, that these guidelines are important because old age is not a disease. Now, that's a cue if you've ever had one. (laughs) That's right. Age itself is not a disease, but with aging, cats, of course, experience the same sort of changes that aging humans, dogs, and other species also experience. The difference is that the cat's probably the best of all species in hiding some of those indicators of its real physiologic age. And we'll talk about what some of those indicators are. But first, a very basic question. What is a senior cat? Where do you draw the line and say, you're not quite a senior yet. You haven't hit the age of 65. I don't know why they thought 65 is the right age, but they do. What is the right age for cats? For the cat, 10 years of age or older is considered senior. Okay, just like that, huh? Yes. All right. And and that 10-year-old cat. Now, what I'm looking for here is you break it down. And uh, you guys actually say that in, as a 12-year-old cat is the same as an 80-year-old person. Have I got that right? No, a 16-year-old cat Thank you. is an 80-year-old human. Yes. And an 11-year-old cat is about 60 in human years. I think I've got it right now. Is that right? <laughs> Actually, your 10-year-old cat is the equivalent of a 60-year-old human. Yeah. An 11-year-old cat is about 64. Okay. So how do we know that? <laughs> it's based on a lot of comparative studies of physiologic changes that occur, blood values, weight muscle mass, body condition scoring, lots of, of factors have kind of giving, given us the guideline that above the age of two, a cat ages in one year the same as a human would age in about four years. 
And I disagree with the guidelines about one thing. I think these guidelines are great. I've read them. I think you all should read them, too, because one day, even if now you don't have an older cat, one day, hopefully, you will have an older cat. But it says here that cats from 10 to 15 years of age should certainly have checkups every six months. And after that, maybe every four months. Well, here's what I think. I think all cats should have checkups every six months because of what you just said. Cats age so much faster than we do. It would be like us not going to our doctors, what, once every eight years or so. I don't think the American Medical Association would support that notion. No, definitely not. And I agree with you. In my ideal world, I would see every one of my cat patients at least once every six months. And more often, if I had any concerns whatsoever. But currently, getting a cat to a clinic even once a year can be quite a trial. So we're just going to push the envelope a little bit at a time to get it into people's minds. Now, a great part of what is written about here are uh, senior cats being in pain and how difficult it truly is to tell if you're a cat parent if that cat is in pain or not. Uh, So two questions for you. Can it be very difficult to tell? And what are some things, according to the guidelines, that cat parents should look for to discern and determine whether the cat might be in pain? Cats definitely hide most low-level or chronic pain. So we do have to look for subtle changes in behavior, mobility, and interaction in our aging cats to get a hint that they are beginning to feel discomfort. The common changes that owners will observe and especially see them well if they take movies of their cats playing and chasing things, climbing stairs, various things like that, are that cats will begin to hesitate to jump up to their favorite highest spot. Instead of jumping down from a counter, they may slide down the front of the cabinet doors. Some cats will decrease their grooming because it hurts to stretch to get around there, or their mouth is now hurting them because of dental disease. Other cats won't play as much as they used to, or they'll quit jumping up for a toy and instead play only with something on the ground. Others will choose to sleep in a more softer, warmer, safer-looking environment. Others will do things like begin to talk an awful lot, sometimes appearing to mutter or talk to themselves for no apparent reason. Sounds like me on a typical day, about the part Mm -hmm. about talking to yourself for no apparent reason. (laughs) But if your cat is showing these signs, uh, what can we do to help them? First of all, definitely we can have the cat's veterinarian do a good physical exam, baseline laboratory work, possibly radiographs, to get an idea of where the pain may be originating, 
whether the cause is something we can definitively treat, such as a tooth root problem, a um, the evidence of arthritis that we can manage with nutraceuticals or painkillers, things like that. In the environment, we can optimize the cat's sleeping locations, ease of access to the litter box, the food bowl, making sure there are plenty of water bowls scattered around the house. We can provide them with the softer, supportive bedding, such as egg crate padding that some people have in their own mattresses. We can help them groom themselves if they need it more often. And just in general, think about if I were hurting in my, for instance, shoulder, what might make everything that I use that shoulder for easier to be done? Well, you also, uh, so you mentioned, uh, you went through a lot there, which is great. I mean, you also mentioned uh, a pain relief. You, you mentioned nutraceuticals. Those aren't pharmaceuticals and they're not nutritional supplements. It's a hybrid between the both, but there are so many other products out there now, and there are so many other things that can be done, ranging from targeted pulsed electronic electromagnetic field therapy. Boy, that's a mouthful. Uh, what I'm talking about, <laughs> it is. What, what I'm talking about is a, a product called the ACC Loop uh, to learning how to do massage therapy for your cat. Uh, and cats actually tend to like that if you're doing it right. And and the list goes on and on, I believe, Dr. Kearney. Oh, definitely. We strongly encourage owners to utilize stuff like the Assisi Loop. They even have a bed now that yeah. provides the the waveforms. We teach them massage, uh, gentle range of motion exercises that owners can do with their cat. Uh, we also do have specific safe analgesics that we can give cats if they need them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, in addition to that, and by the way, catvets.com, that's the website for all this information and much more, where there are lots of tips available for folks, all sorts of tips. Like, remember, some of these cats have arthritis in their neck and their shoulders, so they don't have to bend down really low to get that water or food. Bring the food and water up to them by elevated bowls. I mean, tip after tip after tip uh, among the bullet points, if you will, in these guidelines provided by the American Association of Feline Practitioners. I mentioned arthritis. Is arthritis even underdiagnosed among senior cats, you think? Oh, it's tremendously underdiagnosed in my experience. Um, we have many situations with cats as young even as five years of age with significant bony changes on radiographs. So older cats are very, very prone to degenerative joint disease. And by radiographs, you mentioned that word a couple times. You simply mean x-rays. Now, uh, yes. I also want to talk about uh, when we think about cognitive, when we think about decline, aging decline in people, and I gave it away, we often in humans mm -hmm. think about cognitive decline. Uh, we think about Alzheimer's. Uh, and in dogs, there is something that's been identified called 
canine cognitive dysfunction syndrome. Does the same sort of thing happen in cats? Definitely. And we have proof that anatomically and physiologically similar changes occur in the brain's of aging cats that do occur in other species in which this syndrome has been proven. However, dogs and cats are a bit different. So I presume that the dog that sometimes barks inexplicably, confused, where am I, and begins to bark, these cats don't bark, but they may say in their own way, I'm confused. Oh, yes. Many of them will just go somewhere and let out a squall quite often in the middle of the night. Um, Others will go stare in a corner as if there is definitely something there, but they don't react to it. They just continually stare or they overly react to a stimulus or all of a sudden they totally and completely ignore something that in the past bothered them. So we have to separate whether it's a decline, for instance, in hearing or sight, or is it that their mental capabilities are declining? Right. Or that cat yowling in the middle of the night might actually be in pain. So definitely, or maybe the cat staring for no apparent reason is really seeing a ghost. I don't know. So... (laughs) Definitely seeing your veterinarian is something I'm sure you endorse. So let's say you go to your veterinarian and the veterinarian says, yeah, you know, I'm beginning to see the signs of quote unquote senility uh, in, in this cat or feline cognitive dysfunction syndrome, a better way to put it. Then what can be done? We can offer several avenues of support for these cats. There are diet manipulations such as including um, increased amounts of omega-3 fatty acids have been shown to be beneficial in other species and a few hints of studies in the cat. We do have drug therapies that are similar to those used in humans, but more often we also utilize alterations in the environment to increase the cat's ability to easily access its resources, to feel more secure, to be more comfortable so that they, and sometimes all we do is we put all of their resources in a much smaller space so that they don't have to go looking as far as they used to. Their memory, if they can see, for instance, their litter box, is often better. Hmm. On the other hand, for a geriatric cat that doesn't suffer from cognitive decline, is it a good idea to keep that older cat even, even geriatric cat, thinking? Oh, definitely. We want to maintain good stimulation for the aging cat. Uh, We want to make sure they can get to their favorite window to look out to see the birds. We want to engage them in play that is appropriate for their health condition. We can offer them videos of wildlife. We can add a fish tank to their bedroom. We can 
you know, be sure that we talk with them, that we spend time with them, letting them smell different things. Sometimes they like having you bring in a cricket or something for them to play <laughs> with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you can catch a cricket. That's not a bad idea. That's a first. I've not heard that before. And you said bring it in. Actually, it's a great idea. It's actually very, very effective for a lot of cats. And you don't have to catch them. You just go to the pet, stu- pet food store and buy them th- that are sold for feed for snakes. And what do you do with the crickets? Because you buy them then by the dozen or more. So what do you do with a dozen or 24 crickets? <laughs> well, I share them among all my cats. <laughs> but- you just turn them loose and let them explore, you know, and the cats will pounce on them, play with them. And if the cricket gets lost in the house and passes on, it's not dangerous for anything in the house Other, also. I don't know if the cricket union has heard about you. Uh, <laughs> I know I'll be lynched at sundown. <laughs> but they say that enrichment and learning early in life benefits cats later in life. Do you think that's true? Yes. I mean, because cats form memories just like we do. And if they don't have the initial experiences, they have nothing on which to tack today's experience. So it's always a continuum. Um, Life is not point source for the cat any more so than it is for us. And so if we provide this sort of environmental stimulation, safe safe access to resources throughout life, they will age more gracefully. Hmm. What about diet and also having a lean body condition in the first place? Does that matter? By all means, the cat's body condition is extremely important for it. Avoiding obesity is vastly important because weight gain contributes to the speed of decline in joint function. It acts as a source of inflammation for the entire cat's body, which can speed up the development of disease processes. The cat on the other side that is too lean has no reserve when it's challenged even short term and doesn't eat. We know that with normal aging, cats do lose muscle mass and some weight, but much of that is because we aren't watching their caloric intake, ensuring that they have adequate calories in a palatable form offered to them, which can make a difference. And so nutrition and body condition are very, very important. In fact, some work uh, currently suggests that we want the cat just a little bit above its what's considered its optimum weight as they do enter a, a, the a maturity or the senior years. So they will have a little bit of reserve. That's interesting, and I believe that's new research as well that you're hearing. Is that is you're referring yeah. to? I I know the study you're referring to, and the, you know we learn all the time, right? And and for many yeah. years, veterinarians said, you know, let's keep them at the right weight, let's keep them even under that weight, and it turns out 
as they begin to age, if they're a little bit, note, I say a little bit, friends, a little bit, and with your veterinarian's approval, if you will, oh, uh, if they're overweight, just a tiny bit, that actually is beneficial for the reasons you described. Yes. Yeah, and who would have thought that however many years ago? Uh, all of this information and so much more is available through the American Feline Practitioners website. That's catvets.com, and you can find the guidelines. And they're absolutely, Dr. Carney, I love this word, free. <laughs> yes, they're very free, which is a great thing. Yeah, they're written for all of you. They're written for the general public. If you want the veterinary version, you can read those as well. I mean, there are no secrets here, and that is beneficial also. Dr. Carney, I thank you very much for everything you do for cats. Feline practitioner, as well as the co-chair of these guidelines, the ones I'm referring to for senior cats, and chair of the guidelines committee for the American Association of Feline Practitioners, I think these guidelines are terrific. If you can't tell, I think they're enormously useful and very practical. If you have an older cat, and as I say, if you don't right now, one day hopefully your younger cat will become your older cat. On behalf of Merrick Pet Care, without you, this petcast wouldn't be. And I know how much we're talking about a topic right in the wheelhouse, as it happens, of Merrick Pet Care. I also thank WGN Radio for this petcast. A petcast! You don't hear those every day. Well, you can. Just go to where podcasts are heard and then click on this, your petcast, and you can hear us. You've been listening to Steve Dale's PetCast, brought to you by MerrickPetCare.com. And as Steve always says, be good to your pet and they'll be good to you.